This is Partial Credit, the education podcast with a twist. Welcome to Partial Credit, the podcast where we're all teachers and all students. I'm Lucas, 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 and obviously I'm the head teacher for completely arbitrary reasons. I'm also your host for the show, as it was my silly idea to begin with. Uh, today there will be questions, a quiz, some graded material at the end, uh, and our uh, subject today is geology. Uh, there's a bit Woo. of local history. Uh, get out the pickaxe, put on your headlamp. We're going deeper, deeper, deeper. deeper. We're heading underground. Good morning, class. Good morning, sir. Yeah, you've already gotten on my bad side today, Andrew, with making Good. fun of me, fall, fall, tripping over my own name. So we're going to go ahead with Lily first. How are you today? Hi. I am I am well today. Um, I am feeling pretty good. We've had you, a little bit of technical issues, but we got we got uh, turned around. We're gonna we're do awesome. Full on uh, bagel, full on life. Do you know much about geology other than its rocks and stuff? Yes. Okay, um, moving on. Uh, she's gonna yammer on forever if we let her. Andrew, how are you? What's your relationship to rocks? I'm being fantastic, you know, uh, rocks, you know, I, I don't have to smoke them anymore, you know, I live a different life, so, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, I, I, I love rocks, and, you know, um, they, they, you know, when I was a kid, when I used to go to the beach and stuff, or go on hikes, I would always, always fill my pockets up with rocks, and take them home, and, you know, examine them, break them open. We have Cuddle them. Bike. Uh, Love them. Love them. Name, Name them. Paint yeah. them. You know, give them little Stop sweaters. putting all my business out there, all right? Put them in your mouth. Suck on them a little bit, you know. <laughs> well, today we are talking specifically about copper. Uh, it's a chemical element, copper. Uh, its symbol is CU. Uh, yeah, I see you too, Copper. Um, its atomic number is 29. And fresh copper, like fresh copper ore coming right out of the ground, has sort of a pinkish orange color. This is important to the story we're going to be telling today. And it's an excellent conductor of heat and electricity. That's just a fact, not important to our story today. Uh, we know it from the penny. We know it from the Statue of Liberty and tools made by man for at least the last 8,000 years. And also, you'll never take me alive, copper. Uh, <laughs> also, but, if you are using any sort of cable, probably the, oh, your fuck. XLR cable has uh, copper in it. Yeah, copper's all around us, everywhere. It is. And uh, it's not taking me alive. Uh, Don't so, never take me alive. <laughs> it's a very valuable commodity too, you know. Yeah, it's pretty stable. Um, I, I think a penny is only like it's like less than a percent of copper 
these days. It's, yeah. it's not very much copper anymore. No. And in my research no. for this, uh, the Statue of Liberty was copper colored for 34 years before it started to patina to the green we know today on yep. our uh, Statue of Liberty. Yes. So that must have been pretty. Yeah. So, but as far as today's story goes, the setting is Vermont. Bucolic as fuck. Rolling hills, maple trees. Uh, noted these days for like a, a stark lack of industry. They're, they're, I mean, billboards aren't even allowed here. It is pure nature. Uh, but once upon a time. A minute, the, really? Yes. Billboards are illegal in Vermont. You didn't know I that? I didn't know that. No. Really? There's, not a, there's, there's not a billboard. no billboards. Yeah. I no never billboards. even noticed that. Yeah. Pay yeah. attention next time you're rolling around. No billboards. Well, you know. Thing one and thing two are my transportation. Okay, oh, yeah. you know people with cars don't even act like you don't get driven around. <laughs> so, but once upon a time, the great state of Vermont, uh, where I am, you guys are in New Hampshire. Uh, I'm in Vermont currently. Lily's oh. in Vermont. Welcome to Vermont. I am a uh, Vermont resident. Sorry. Once upon a time, the state was cannibalized for precious goods that laid underneath the ground. And if you look closely enough, you can still find the scars. If you pull up uh, Google Earth, uh, you can see the, um, the scars. Now, I could not find a, like, a conclusive story on how copper was found in Vermont. And the stories vary from the mundane uh, that like farmers and landowners were noticing a rusty color, that sort of pinkish orange color we talked about up top mm -hmm. uh, in snowdrifts. Um, but my personal favorite and the story we're going to go with today takes place in Orange County, Vermont. And in the very town that I'm sitting in right now, uh, Versher, Vermont, uh, which is a really weird name. Uh, and as near as I can tell is... A common or what I've read, it's a mix-up of the word Vermont and New Hampshire, Versher. That's what so, I always thought. Yeah. Thought. So, uh, so it was said uh, in the early 1700s there was a, like sulfury smoke and fireballs could be seen over the trees of what would one day be John Richardson's farm on Dwight Hill Row Road, uh, but it was. Uh, it was after a rainstorm in 1812 when Richardson's daughter, Becky, became stuck in a mound of mud that looked like a burnt outcropping. And uh, after being rescued from her stuck situation, it was noticed that she was covered in an orange mud. So Becky got stuck in the mud. Okay. And... Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> so... Lily can't write that fast, all right? No. I really can't. What did you miss? What did, what did you no, miss? Okay. Really? Let's catch up. If, John, if John Richardson's 1812. Becky got stuck in the mud. Becky was covered in a pinkish orange colored mud. That's correct. Yes. Uh, she, she thinks this is going to help her grade. I know. <laughs> she was a nerd of the group. She can't help yeah. it. Yeah, this is really it. So yeah, so Becky got stuck in the mud and that's, how, that's the story on how copper was discovered in the state of Vermont, in Versher specifically. Uh, now, encouraged by this discovery, um, 1820, a group of local farmers got together to form what was called the Farmers Company, uh, the most clever name ever. Uh, it's, that's just right on the nose. And they began purchasing mining rights uh, around the area. And in 1833, the Richardson Farm 
was surveyed by a Quaker businessman from Baltimore named Isaac Tyson. Uh, Does it matter that he's a Quaker? No. I just like saying Quaker. 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 What president was a Quaker? I don't know. What what president was a Quaker? Was it, did Isaac Tyson become president? Richard Nixon. I always thought Quakers were pretty good people, but... (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Isaac Tyson, our Quaker businessman from Baltimore, Maryland, uh, was really a very, very successful industrialist and probably the leading industrial chemist of the time. Lead chemist. Um, I should just hand Lily the script. In this time, in this time, what did it mean to be the lead chemist? I don't think it took much. I think he, from what I read about him, he was actually a pretty boring guy, but he, he could locate veins of certain ores. He went all over the country doing this. Um, so he kind of became very well known for being able to identify an area had oil or had copper. Um, I think he was just a really good guesser. Uh- so... I'm going to need to take like two seconds. Chester is like whining like a motherfucker out there. Yeah, we can hear him. Please cut this out, Ryder. Okay. okay. I'll be back. Leave it. Leave it. No, this is real podcasting. This is, yeah, this is the nitty gritty dirty shit that people want. You know, this is that, this is that under seedy underbelly of the podcasting world where, you know, you're like, oh, damn. I don't know how these people get out of bed in the morning and do this every day. <laughs> Fuck. That is tough. That looks tough. You can see them sweating. I mean, Andrew is shaking for fear. <laughs> can't calm down lily's so afraid she had to run away from the camera (laughs) run away from the microphone she has nightmares about microphones and headphones it's terrifying terrifying world the podcasting (laughs) all right and goats and goats okay and we're not cutting that out all right (laughs) so where were we Ryder, don't listen to them cut it out no leave it in it's my uh, show. Lead chemist. Uh, yes. Isaac Tyson. Isaac Tyson, our Quaker businessman from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, so the same, that same year, uh, 1833, uh, when after Richardson or Tyson had surveyed Richardson's farm, uh, they began drilling at what would eventually be known as the Eli Mine, E-L-Y Mine. Um, and they dug for two years. Uh, they dug 94 feet and no copper ore was f- ever found during the uh, two years of digging. Um, and Tyson lost his financial backing because, you know, he failed. Um, and uh, he lost his financial backing and they stopped digging. Oh, um, random unrelated thing. But like, have you ever watched that show Abandoned on um, YouTube? They no, like I have go. Not. Yeah, you should. It's really good. They uh, they talk about abandoned buildings that have like lost funding and are just like now in existence around the United States, and they just are just sitting there abandoned. Okay, and just like the history of of how they got abandoned. A lot of places like that are haunted too. Yeah. Okay. Well, this mine is abandoned at this point in our story. So yeah, so they lost all their financial backing, and all the digging was stopped. 
but word was out that there was copper in Vermont. And in 1854, the Vermont Copper Mining Company was formed. Um, they purchased the property from Tyson for $1,000. And starting where Tyson left off, uh, they dug uh, an additional four feet and found copper. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so they dug four feet, which would not have taken very long at all. And... Uh, found the copper they were looking, the Tyson was looking for. That sucks. Now, one of the main investors was a New Yorker named Smith Eli. Uh, yeah, two last names. I really <laughs> hate that. Or when people have two first names. Yeah, no, it's annoying. Um, mine is close, but at least my last name is pluralized. Yeah. You know, so. Um, so uh, he eventually took control of the mine after the Civil War. Uh, the Civil War produced a huge demand for copper, uh, coupled with a national ban on foreign copper. Uh, I forgot to look up why we had a, uh, a ban on foreign copper, but we did. Uh, so now the mine was officially called the Eli Mine and uh, grew and for a time became the largest copper mine in the United States uh, with a peak employment in 1881 of 851 miners. So this little town that I live in that has 700 people in it now at one time was just copper. So, uh, so Eli's grandson eventually, uh, oh, I wrote here eventually, eventually, uh, took eventually, over the mine. Eventually. eventually, eventually, Eli's grandson took over the mine and drawing from his grandfather's success, used a bunch of money and built a lavish mansion called Elysium. Uh, it was in this mansion where parties were thrown with elite and wealthy folks from as far away as New York City and Paris, all in full view of the miners who dwelling, whose dwellings surrounded the mansion and were close to starving because they were not being paid very well to dig out the copper. Um, Conditions probably also weren't that great. No. Uh, yeah. So the thing to keep in mind is when I say the miners were near starving is that this was a mining town. Uh, meaning that the miners' families were also starving right alongside of them. And not only that, they were locked into something called a company store. Uh, Lily, you have some information on a company store. I do. Um, and uh, I just need to pull it up. Sorry. I mean, a company store is basically like they pay you, but in order to get food or any supplies that you need, you have to pay them with a non-cash voucher exactly. yes that's correct <laughs> um it is an a company only store often accepts script or non-cash vouchers instead uh or used by the company in advance a periodic cash checks and given credit to employees before payday uh so essentially that means that they're given the voucher and they can only use it in that employee owned that employee store yep um and the value of that script is Only, determined yeah. in a sort of closed economic system. So, except in very remote areas, company stores in mining towns became uh, scarce, scarcer after the miners brought automobiles. Oh, that could travel in range of stores. Sorry, I'm just reading this for the first time. 
Oh man, this is going in my report. Uh, your aunt won't be so proud of you this time, will she, Lily? Uh, no, but did she have all of her money stolen by the IRS? No. <laughs> um, hey, I'm in the same boat with you there, so. Uh, no, you're not, Andrew. No, you're not. Because it's 2007 that I had $2,000 stolen from me when I was 11 years old. Well, yeah, weren't you working? No. Um, anyways, okay. back to this. Back to the back to the subject at hand. Um, even so, the stores could survive because they provided a convenience of easy credit. Company stores served numerous additional uh, functions as well as a lotus of the government post office and its culture community oh, centers she's, where she's gone people NPR on us. could yeah, freely gather. <laughs> so tiger you know how you're talking about non-scripted stuff sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry so uh so yeah so this uh clearly benefited who andrew the company store um the owner obviously the yep um so the miners weren't doing so great they were broke and uh the owner of the mine had a mansion and was having parties right in front of them. How do you think this made everybody feel, Lily? Oh, super good. They super just, good. They, no rebellion Murderous. talk at all. No. no nothing like, bad's going to happen no, here. This nothing is, bad's going to happen. They're going to become best friends. Yeah. They're going to hold hands and they're going to tiptoe and they're going to go tap a maple tree and make some syrup and then have yeah. a good old Vermont time. And they're just going to skip down the road and just milk the cow after they uh, go to the sugar shack. Go to Sugar Shack. Go to Sugar Shack, yeah. <laughs> that got a little Minnesota. Or, it did. Or, yeah, that it got did. a little too that, Minnesota. That went, that went a whole Real other quick. direction. Real quick. That <laughs> All right. So oh, I'm going to. Bobby, gonna, don't you know? Don't you know? Oh, just have some cheese curds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It wasn't the first time I read it. It was like the third. and You still did really bad. Still did really bad. Yeah. I'm not good at reading stuff aloud. Well, speaking of thing, reading things aloud, uh, does this feel like a time for a commercial? It does. It does. Okay. All right. Sit back. Listen to this awesome commercial. This episode of Partial Credit is brought to you by Anchor. Uh, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. Uh, there's tools that help you record and edit your podcast. Uh, you can do it on your phone or your computer. Uh, they'll distribute your podcast for free. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the places you get podcasts. I'm going to say podcast one more time. You can make money from your podcast. No minimum listenership. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, and all you have to do is uh, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On with the show. Back. Wasn't that a great oh, ad, guys? <laughs> Wasn't that the best commercial you've ever heard? Was that worth our time? Super duper worth it. Oh, that was great. All right. So now we are. So I, I have a theory about the whole um, company store thing. And I always think it means that they don't actually have any money to pay the guys. Um, so they're just sort of like lining their pockets with most of the money and they don't want to actually pay their laborers. So they just feed them. Well, so sort of it, it's in an indentured cheaper. Sort of situation. 
Oh, way cheaper. Yeah. Way cheaper. And so that's why when you have that company store, they were like, okay, they buy the food in bulk, which is yeah. cheaper. And then they just probably get, uh, yeah, it's all sorts of deals and all sorts of shady shit and yeah, not great. No, it's, it's bullshit. Yeah. So uh, now, geez, sorry. Now, uh, so there was some infighting amongst like the management and the investors and uh, it started to really reveal cracks in the finances of the Eli mine. Um, and while it was still the largest copper mine in the country, as we talked about before, um, only about 3% of what they were bringing to the surface was actually marketable and usable copper. Oh. So, um, they were not making very much money. No. So 3%. Um, and then, uh, so the solution to this, because they're having financial problems uh, by the top brass of the company, uh, was to post a sign uh, telling the miners that the mines would be closed uh, until they agreed to a pay cut. Uh, so no pay unless they agreed to less pay. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So uh, we're talking 1880s here. So not really a whole lot as far as labor laws go. Uh, oh, look at you two both writing things diligently. I, I love to watch this. I really do. Any questions so far from the group? No, um, sir. No, I don't think so. So, uh, so no pay unless you agree to less pay. How do you think that went, Andrew? Um, riots, murder, eh, thoughts. It didn't really Strike. go over too well. Um, at this point, they had already gone two months without pay. Uh, and they're still watching parties going on at the Elysium Mansion, uh, which is fucking bullshit. Uh, that mansion has actually been relocated, by the way, to Lake Fairley. Uh, you can g still go see uh, that mansion along the, the... So they just, like, lifted it up and moved it? Yeah. Yeah, and actually, the church uh, that was on this cop in this mining town is now the my town building in town. They lifted it up and moved it, and oh. uh, yeah, I drove it probably two or three miles down the road, and uh, it's a beautiful building. Uh, so yeah, two months without pay, uh, revolted, revolt. They revolted in what has been referred to as the Eli War. Uh, they raided the company store, started trashing company buildings. And uh, in a not exactly a whole lot of foresight here, they broke the pumps that kept the mines from flooding uh, oh. in, in an attempt to make the mines unprofitable for the owners. So this also very foolishly ensured that they would never get paid because now the mines were flooded. So um, they stole all the gunpowder that they could find that was being used for blasting and threatened to do more damage as they marched to Eli's home chanting bread or blood, uh, which is quite a fucking chant, if you ask me, uh, bread or blood. Uh, you know, I feel like this time was the best for chants. You know, you they were like, yeah, just think about it. They were like, bread or blood, plain and yeah. simple, like yeah. <laughs> straight to the point, bread or blood. 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't say they were exactly the most educated folks either. So they're, they're going with a simple to the point uh, solution here. Um, so yeah, so now they've got all this gunpowder and they are on the front lawn of Eli. Um, now eager to get this mob off of his front lawn, he swore they would be paid. But while he is saying this, a telegram is being sent to Governor Barstow uh, who promptly dispatches the National Guard. So Eli is telling the workers one thing, but calling for soldiers to back him up on the other side. So, which is just fucking classy, you mm -hmm. know? Very so, classy. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, five companies of the state militia marched in under cover of night, found the strike leaders, and arrested them in their beds in their homes. Uh, the other miners, as they started to wake up in the morning, uh, as, you know, the sun was coming up, they saw their leaders, uh, of this strike being marched out of town in chains. And with that, the Eli war was over. Also, the National Guard did a better job here than they did at the Capitol riots. Yes, Just they saying. did. Well, Just yeah, saying. this was a violent mob for sure, but not the most unjustified of mobs either. Um, True. We seem to be hitting a theme of riots and mobs here, Lily. We, we, uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're doing are that. We, are we inciting mass violence, do you think? Or is that yeah. more of like a presidential thing? Might be a presidential thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, so that's five companies of the state militia. Um, yeah, so, and I have this written down here. Oh, um, yeah, so they were sent to control starving miners. Uh, and of course, no one was paid uh, and the company went bankrupt in 1888. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much the story of the Eli mine. Um, I, I, I do wanna say I have been to the mines, I went last year with our town historian and uh, the environmental impact. What are you snickering at? Just, I, I, love, I love town historians. All I can picture whenever someone says town historian is this little wrinkly old man in a wool suit with a bow tie <laughs> and these little round glasses. That's all I can picture ever when uh, anyone ever says a town historian. Well, interestingly enough, his name is Gary um, and he does awesome. not fit. He does not fit any of those descriptions. Oh, I know. Is, oh, I know. Good, he's a good, good old boy. Jeans and a flannel. Uh, he does have a oh, bushy mustache. Oh, he's a mustache. Vermonter, you know. Yeah, he yeah. lives. He lives right across the street from the town building, and uh, we love Gary. And I can't wait to go back out to the mines with him. Um, Gary, uh, field if, trip. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. I'll tell you next time we're doing it. Yes, please. Um, yeah, but I want to go. It so the best I can describe it, and and I would. I will try to link some photos or, or we'll get some photos of what the Eli mine looks like now up on Instagram, Lily, but yeah. uh, it is very much one of the major byproducts of making copper is sulfur. Yeah. Uh, and now we're talking 200 years later, you can still, you can all still smell fur. it. Yeah. It starts raining. You have to leave because that 
puts the sulfur into the air. Acid uh, rain. <laughs> um, but it is still, uh, it looks like you're walking on the surface of Mars. Uh, it's, it's alarming. That's um, crazy. But you, you, as we walked around, you can still see the cellar holes uh, of the, you know, for the houses of the miners and the different buildings. Uh, there's, I found an old safe in the woods, uh, which may have been stolen during this very riot. And, uh, you know, they tried to steal the money. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's geology uh, or capitalism. A or, little bit of both. I mean, I feel like... Why you, why you need unions <laughs> or just geology. Exciting news. Um, I took my union test and I passed. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. And uh, the mail the mail-in ballots are currently to the membership and uh so just waiting my next the next meeting i'll hopefully be sworn in all right you fucking Um, liberal union member yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm really surprised woody guthrie or bob dylan have never written a song about the eli mine i think it's a pretty great pretty great story um you know well, pretty shitty story, uh, but I'm glad all of the rich fucks went bankrupt in the process. Yes, it's it's very interesting that like that's how it ends is the mine goes bankrupt. Like no matter how many corners you cut, you're, they just went bankrupt. Yep. <laughs> um, and I think There's- that's a little bit of a win for the workers on that because you're like, well, you're out of money too, bitch. And this is fun. There's actually two stories. There's actually two stories of what happened when the uh, militia showed up. And I told you the one that I find to be much more believable, which is they just, you know, they did the soldier thing and got rid of the poor people. But the other version um, is that when the militia showed up, the leaders uh, explained to the soldiers what had happened and that they were all starving and that the soldiers gave them their rations and quietly left, which is, I I felt was very unlikely when you're under orders of the governor. That's Uh, very wholesome and very (laughs) sweet and probably like the most kind hearted thing. But like, you know, that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. That was, that was not something that happened. So I, w- I went with the more realistic of the two stories. Now, who's ready for a quiz? I like that Andrew's on his phone. This is a demerit. He is not paying fucking attention. Hey, I was looking up... Whatever, Lucas. Are you looking up pictures of the Eli mine? I was, smartass. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, folks. Who's ready for a quiz? I am... Me. I am. Yeah, uh, I know you are, Lily. Okay, well, Lily, uh, you better do well. Your aunt is listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, let's start it off early in the story here. What is the name of the young lady who got stuck in the mud like an idiot? Becky! Her, oh, damn you, Lily. Yep, her name's Becky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's one Which- point. I would just like to say, is my Aunt Wendy's daughter's name? Brownie points. All comes around. It all comes around. Also, I'm not using my notes. So uh, this is great because, oh. (laughs) Sorry, Gary. Uh, So. What just happened? (laughs) No, his his, like microphone went dead and all I heard was, sorry, Gary. (laughs) 
So you must have been cursing quite a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Look All right. It, am I back? Does this look? Yes. Does this look familiar? That is. Yeah. That looks very familiar. I have stood on that very spot. So I'm glad that we have that Eric, visual shut up. element. I was looking up pictures. <laughs> it's pretty cool, isn't it? It is. Uh, all right. So question in the second. Uh, how far did Tyson dig after buying the mine? I'm sorry, not. Can you let him finish the question first? No. Seriously. So, and Tyson. how much further? Four feet. Four. Did they dig before finding copper? Do you want me to name who it was hey, that Andrew. dug? Do you feel better? It was the Vermont like right Mining ahead, Company. Andrew gets the point. The Copper Mining Company. The Vermont Copper Mining <laughs> Company dug four feet further than Tyson. And what year was that, Lily? 1854? It was, yes. Oh, you're both adorable nerds. All right. So how many... Now we're going to fast forward in this story a little bit. We're going to right. sort of... Now we're at the end of our story. How many militia companies were sent to control the, the starving miners. I saw your hand go up, Andrew. You get your point. But yes, uh, for our listeners at home, Andrew gets a point. Lily gets a point. Andrew is currently in the lead. Uh, Lily, you're impatient. You're answering questions that aren't the question. Andrew's answering the actual fucking question. So maybe just slow your roll. All right. Uh, maybe talk slower. Oh, my God. Wait, wouldn't you want him to talk faster? No. Our, our, our listenership says that we need to talk slower. I will talk, talk slower. slower. All right. Sorry. I just get so excited. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Lily. Uh, so, and our final question, we can do our grading here, is what is 200 times five. Oh, we got radio silence, everybody. Oh, it's a thousand. It's 1000. That is the number of soldiers that were sent to control our starving miners. You each get a well, point. Like, I knew the answer. I just, the, the look on Lily's face, like made me think it was a trick question. <laughs> she was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to overrun people. I don't want to bulldoze people, even though I knew the answer. <laughs> right. Well, that's four out of four for Andrew, and that's 100%, Andrew. That's an A+. Plus. Wow, I didn't get many of those in my school. Well, place. you did today, buddy. You did today. Congratulations. We'll make you a fake diploma. Nice. Uh, Lily, you got three out of four. That's 75%. That's a solid C, I'm sorry to say. But I'm sure, okay. you, I'm sure you'll have your revenge on me in, uh, in about your, 20 minutes in your next episode. Yeah. Um, so that's the story of the Eli Copper Mine. It is a sort of a short story. Um, uh, most mining ended up moving out west uh, where they were able to pull out more than 3% of copper. But what, Andrew? You look like you have something on your mind. I was going to say, I was going to say bonus point for Lily, but you just used what i was going to say ah okay well do you want to look at your notes and give lily a bonus point question here before we we uh we talk about what we are what we learned today sure um 
All right, Lily what? Andrews asking you a question. Number one student to number two student. What building is now the town building? The church. Bonus point. Bonus point. That, that, so how many points does she get for a bonus point? I don't know. You're the teacher. Uh, 20 points. That, that... So can I just say, to be fair, the, the question you asked about the death, you did say Tyson first, and then you changed your mind halfway through, and I will go back into the fucking audio to correct this. Okay. Well, first of all, apologize to Gary, and then sorry, yeah, you just swore. Yeah. All right. So uh, that is an A for Lily. Uh, I've been held accountable as as all people should be, and I will admit a mistake, even though I don't care. Um, <laughs> so what did we learn today, Andrew? I learned Vermont and New Hampshire. Well, Vermont and Hampshire are put together and create your town's name. My tiny little town. Yeah. Uh, Lily, what did you learn today? Um, a student by force. Yes. Actually, yeah, I'll beat you up if you don't give me an A. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's really, uh, well, if Becky gets stuck in the mud, there might be copper. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Come on up on a rainy day. We might find something cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, we're, when we dig our garden out, we pull copper out of the ground. I have piles of copper ore. I'm not, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, like it's pretty it's, cool. It's pretty cool. But yeah, my, my big takeaway is unions protect workers and, uh, you know, from being invaded by military forces. <laughs> yeah. I wish the company I uh, just partnered was a union. It's not, <sighs> and they are very anti-union. Very anti-union. Um, but, you know, that just shows you what people can do when people work together. Um, yeah. And it's easier to keep people separated than together, isn't it? So, ah, but that's geology, guys. Um, I'm so glad we all got A's. Rock Especially band. me. You rocked it. <laughs> no pun intended. Well, no sports about it. <laughs> oof, ouch. Quartz about it. I, 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 I stretched. That was a stretch. That was a really, really dramatic <laughs> stretch. That was yoga. That was. <laughs> I enjoy yoga. So, you know. <laughs> Believe me, I get notifications almost every day that somebody has completed a yoga. You're workout. welcome. Today was elliptical and yoga. Yep. Well, congratulations. You're both very fit people. And then I ate like a huge bagel. (laughs) (laughs) It was a whole wheat everything bagel. It was delicious. With, with, uh, I'm pretty sure, sea salt caramel butter. No, it's unsalted butter. This, yeah. My dad specifically was like, there is no salt in this butter. All right, Lily, where can everybody find us on the wider internet? All right, on the wonderful web, on Facebook, Partial Credit uh, Podcast, Instagram, Partial Credit Pod, Twitter, at Credit Pod. Oh, yeah, and what is our credit score on there on Credit Pod? It is over 3 million. We have oh, 11 that's impressive. followers. Ooh, Twitter's where it's happening. Get in on the ground floor, people. Yeah. Come on over to Come Twitter. Come on. I... And Andrew, where can we find you? 
Blazing Asian on Instagram. Ah, uh, the Vietnamese that never says please. Never. And Lily, where can we find you on the internet? At Lillian Bloom on <sighs> Instagram. And I am Sacred Play-Doh on Instagram. That's geology, folks. That's all, folks. Thanks for listening. You're all beautiful angels. That's, that's, that's all, folks. This episode was written, recorded, edited by me, Lucas Daniels. Thank you for listening to Partial Credit. Rate and review on Apple. You know the you know you know what to do. Go thumbs up and five star and like the stuff. Check out our YouTube channel. Do it and I'll pay you.